player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody and welcome to episode 156 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm on your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother's show. How are we doing? Pretty, pretty good. If this is the first time you're seeing us, this is the Two Player Co-op Podcast, where just about every week two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you hit the like button down below. Hit the subscribe button if you're at youtube.com slash two player co-op. If you're not and you're listening on audio, go over to youtube.com slash two player co-op and hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Also, if you are listening on audio services, leave us a five-star review and make Dustin Star proud. Um means a lot to us we can do all that thank you guys so much for being here i don't know if i went through the whole thing because i got off script there and now i don't know what i said so i'm just <laughs> gonna move on oh i saw a clip from one of the funny moments from raymond it's when he's in the shower and he's like deborah i got a problem and she's like what and he's like i was daydreaming and now i don't remember if i washed my hair or not and she's oh. like i don't remember that from an actual episode i don't know that i do either but it was like either season one or season two based on how they look yeah but i was watching that and i'm like that happens to me all the time but it's with washing my face i go hair face uh, well hair rinse face rinse and then i'm like was i just washing my hair or my face and then i'm like wait did i feel whiskers yes okay that was my face it's usually what goes on in my head <laughs> anyways if you like what you see and hear here like here here soliloquies of raymond i think that's a better height now too that we we reposition the uh, playroom studios yeah that's there. It seems like it's a little bit lower. I think it's better for the shot. But anyways, if you like what you hear and see here, you can go to patreon.com slash two player co-op to pledge your support for the boys here. Just like our producer, Steve Appleton did and our affiliates, Logan Wilkinson, James Solar and Nick Schifani. Logan. Can't wait, brother. Big things coming for friend of the show, Mr. Big things popping. Very psyched. Very excited to see it. Don't yes. know any details other than the very broad ones. And I can't wait to see it this weekend. Stay tuned to our Twitter. Uh, if you like my cool T-shirt, I just realized we're going to be recording a Let's Play later, and I realize I'm wearing a T-shirt with four green turtles on it, so that should be interesting. Eh, it'll make for a funny... Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Jenny sais quoi. What was I saying? Uh, t-shirts. If you like T-shirts and you want a oh. two-player co-op T-shirt, you can go to mer- <laughs> teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. I was just thinking I probably could have come up with a good fantasy team name je ne sais quoi i think i said that at one point because uh, i always say jenny Sequa. maybe anyways uh we also have a twitch page where i twitched this past weekend and it was pretty ugly by the way i didn't realize if i twitch from playstation it shows the chat thing i thought only i could see that i thought it only showed the gameplay oh no yeah you can see it so that's annoying i need to remember that next but it's time. like super laggy like if i say something on twitch it's like a minute later or something yeah, I think you see, as soon as it shows up, well, yeah, because you're seeing the same thing, but like it shows up immediately in the chat, but then it doesn't show up on your PlayStation chat for like yeah. Yeah, probably 30 or 40 seconds. You know what? Something. I must have changed settings or, or a system update reset of them because remember when we did the GTA Online two-hour stream, well, maybe I didn't have it on the side. Maybe I was just uh, maybe I was just looking at my iPad. Anyways, twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. Uh, go over there and check out the highlight or the lowlights of me playing multiplayer in Modern Warfare. More on that here in a little bit. Also, speaking of Twitch, Extra Life is coming up in less than two weeks. That's crazy. We're, we're going to be streaming for 24 hours with the boys over at Nerd and the girls over mm. at Nerd 901. Well, we won't, but they will. We collectively. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it's not less than two weeks, but yeah, yeah it is. 
So make sure you tune to twitch.tv slash nerd901. Also, you can go to nerd901.com slash extra life. That's a quick link to our page. And we did officially release our milestones today, and I'll read through them now. Um, if you like the artwork, that was your boy that did that. It wasn't that impressive, but I think I did a good job. So our, our milestones for Extra Life. For $1,000, we will do super hot ones, which scares me to death. But this apparently is becoming a tradition where Adam, Paul, and myself have to eat very hot things. So I missed that meeting, but I kind of want to throw the old hat in the ring for that, too. Okay. I'm down. Okay. I'll edit the graphic, and I'm fine yeah. with that, too. Uh, so Adam, Paul, Kevin, and Sean will play super hot in VR while eating new, 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 new wing orders, hottest wings. This scares me to death. I, I'm going to well, embarrass but just myself. just know it cannot be as bad as what you did last year. I think it could. No, because that was like... Just you pure. probably ate six wings worth of ghost pepper powder yeah, that's in true. like one... But apparently their like, hottest wings are hotter than ghost pepper or something. Oh, I thought that was their... I thought ghost pepper was their hottest Oh, wing. maybe you're right. Anyways. I think it is. But so it's not going to be... I mean, they're hot. They're not but it's be more like also the stress of me not never playing super hot before. And trying to do it while I'm eating well, these wings yeah. after probably a couple beverages also. Like, I'm going to get so in my head that it's going to make me hotter. And we'd be like, milk, milk, bread, but... And then when Robert, when he's like, when Frank can't taste anything anymore, he's like, that had horseradish and jalapenos is how Raven says it. Yeah. And something else. And then he, Robert eats it. And he, oh, and he runs in and then he grabs the butter and goes, Robbie, Robbie, you ruin your appetite. <laughs> Uh, once we hit $2,000, Adam will play a scary game in VR. That doesn't sound like much, but Adam hates scary games, especially in VR, so that'll be a treat. When we hit $3,000, Paul Schifani will dye his beer. There will be a poll, poll going up. It might already be up by the time you're seeing this. I'm not sure when it's going up. Is this like color. a live on the stream? Or it like... depends on availability. They're not okay. sure yet. Yeah. For four thousand, When we get to $4,000, Nick will dye his hair blonde. As he said in the tweet today, he doesn't have a lot left, but it still will be very funny to see him dye his hair bleach blonde. Beach blonde or bleach blonde? I think it's bleach blonde, but I used to always say beach blonde like your hair got blonde at the beach. I'm a weird person. I think it is bleach blonde, but I've definitely said beach blonde. Yeah, maybe it's both. And then when we hit $5,000, we will throw an extra life after party. I believe it will be sometime in December, but don't quote me on that. We are so excited for extra life. It's going to be a good time. I had yep. a blast last year and been looking forward to doing it again. We will have incentives for individual donations, but those will be coming out the day of the stream. So like I said, make sure you go to twitch.tv slash nerd901, um, nerd underscore 901 on Twitter. All our Sean's Twitter, my Twitter, two-player co-ops Twitter. We'll all be Twittering about it, tweeting about it. Uh, so yeah, before we get to all the stuff, we ran a poll this week because we are now even less than two weeks until Death Stranding comes out. It's weird, like, seeing legit commercials for this on TV now. Oh, you saw? I haven't seen one yet. I saw one, yeah. Really? I think it was probably during football. Well, it's probably because I wasn't watching because I was playing Call of Duty. We'll get to that here in a minute. But first, so we ran a poll, and it simply said this. Two weeks until Death Stranding releases, what's your hype level? The choices were put it in my veins, waiting for reviews, meh, and I'll pass. And the results are 53% of the people said put it in my veins. 32% said they're waiting for reviews. So basically 85% of people pretty much want to play this. That's good. 5% for meh and I'll pass 10%. I like that. I think I was uh, waiting for reviews. Okay. I didn't go meh. 
Luckily, they go. Luckily, they go live a week before. And I guess we're not getting codes. I never heard back. I didn't think. Yeah, yeah, probably not. When Colin doesn't get codes, I wouldn't really think they'd give them to us. But um, I'm so hyped for that game. Freaking, it's in the wrap up, but I'll just say it now. Conan O'Brien is in the game. Yep. I I can't even imagine. So basically. Some website did this. I didn't read it because I want to be surprised, but they went back and were like, who has visited Kojima Studios that we know of? Because they're definitely going to be in the game. Basically, everybody that went there that's a celebrity is going to be in the game. I didn't want to read it because I want to be surprised. Um, And there'll be people that obviously, like we didn't know about Conan until that went up the other day. I don't think. I don't remember ever seeing pictures of that. Yeah. So I'm I am on the hype train for it. Put it in my veins. I hope I'm not disappointed. We'll see. To be fair, it was only like a month or two ago that I would have said meh. Yeah, but I've come around a little bit. So I think you'll end up getting it. Probably. I'm way more hyped for Jedi. Speaking of Jedi, the final trailer supposedly for Episode Nine was released this past week. Sean. First off, before we talk about it, this is going to be the longest Star Wars movie ever, two hours and 35 minutes. I felt like The Last Jedi was four hours long because it just had like three endings. It wouldn't stop. See, when I heard how long Endgame was going to be, I'm like, mm-hmm. not long enough. Give me, give me, give me four give me, hours. Me, yeah, give me I want a all. director's cut of four hours. Yeah. This, I'm like, mm, again, I'm going to see it probably opening night, but I'm also like, probably doesn't need to be two and a half hours. They got a lot. They got a retcon. I guess. Who? Who? What? What did you think about the trailer? Since you're not on blackout this time, final trailer. Okay. Rudolph almost threw a second pick. They <coughs> reviewed it and it was incomplete. So that's good. What was the question? <laughs> what did you think of the trailer? I feel like I don't really know what's going on. Like I. I I know nothing more now than before the trailer. It's I don't like, know. It's it looks like it should be good, and that's what I'm going with. Um, I I did the whole total blackout thing for um, Last Jedi trailers. In the end, that did nothing for me. No. Like I thought, ooh, this movie will be that much better because I'm going to go into a blind, and it didn't work. Um. I don't know. It, it looks like the the scene where they're fighting on like whatever's like in the water. Like that looks pretty cool. But I don't know. I just I feel like I'm kind of scarred. Here's the thing: our last two Star Wars movies have been Solo and Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure that. Solo wasn't the better of those two movies. Wow. Solo was fun. I mean, as much as Solo didn't need to happen, it was it was at least fun. Last Jedi was not fun at all. There's nothing to me there's almost nothing enjoy. There's like not one single scene. At least the Batman versus Superman. That was a pretty bad movie, but at least you've got the the, the warehouse, warehouse fight like and the Batman and Superman fight before Martha no, well, yeah, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's just the movie as a whole was bad. Yes, I agree. This movie as a whole was bad. And even that, the fight... After you see the, when the you, breakdown. When you pick apart that whole throne room scene... All it's the choreography. Just, it's so... It's not good. Like, to me, there's nothing redeemable about that movie. 
Solo, while not necessarily a good movie, it was at least fun and enjoyable yeah. and whatever. I'm not getting my hopes up for this movie. No, and I'm dreading because I'm going to watch 7 and 8 again before this, and I'm dreading watching 8 again. Like, I really am. Like, I think about the casino scene and the can you hear me now at the very beginning. That was – and then Luke throwing uh, – spoilers. Come on. Who cares? <laughs> throwing the thing. <sighs> oh, Jeremy Johns in his review was like, let me just see what this looks like. And he cut up the – the uh, what's it called? The overtalk. What's it called? The um, commentary? The monologue or whatever that uh, Luke is giving where he's like, a Jedi has no fear or whatever. And he's like, uh, oh, and then you cut it to him like, a Jedi has no fear or whatever. This is your training, blah, blah, blah. And you see Ray give the lightsaber back to Luke and then it the music stops. And he goes, and it was like, it's the funniest thing ever. And it's like, huh, gotcha. It's just <sighs> like how, they've they ruined that so bad. So I don't know. I thought the trailer wasn't and I tweeted about it. I, the, the trailer again, I was just like, kind of like you said, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what the stakes are. I, I feel like putting Palpatine back in this, which he, he appears to be, unless it's a fake out. I mean, like I told Nick on Twitter, I feel like he's going to be Metal Gear uh, Emperor, like Emperor Metal Gear or something, because he's so high up. Because, well, what we assume is him, that shot where Ray's looking up and you see his cloak and you can see the hood and he's like kind of coming down to her or down to her. Yeah, her, not here, her. Why am I saying it? Like, down to her. <laughs> down to ray and it's like is he in a floating throne or is he i i feel like they're gonna do something like they did with which admittedly was cool what they did with darth maul in the cartoons where they brought him back as half man half cyborg that was cool but that's darth maul wait that would just make him a cyborg <laughs> so he's a quarter half man <laughs> he's a quarter man three quarter machine half man half robot that's <laughs> what i meant to say i was like why is he looking weird what was that <laughs> Um, I don't know. And then it's like, like Jeremy was saying in his review, it's like, what if this, you were like half man, half centaur, you would have <laughs> just centaur legs, I guess. Right. But just the back legs. Yeah. You have human, you just have you'd be a legs. whole human with right. a horse sticking out your button. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for sorting us, supporting us at Patreon. Um, I don't, it just, it reeks of desperation to bring the ad, the admiral, the general into this. <laughs> Akbar's dead. I just, I agree. Like, like what you said. What are the? There's stakes? a billion. Ships. Why are we even here? Like, to me, and it's. I guess it's always. He's going to raise the Death Star. By the way, he's raising these ships out of the water. He's going to raise the freaking Death Star. We're going to do that again. That's what I worry about. But it's JJ, so I don't really think so. Yeah. But JJ did the Death Star again in his movie, so I don't know. What are you going to say? Uh, like, it's easier to do prequels, I guess. But like, as bad as the prequels were. There was a point. How did yes. we get to episode four? But now that we're in these, other than the fact that Luke and Han and Leia, two of them are gone, and the other one gone in real life now, what what does this even have to do with anything we've seen in the past? Now, maybe they'll say, oh, they Ray, will. you're Luke's daughter. They will. Well, great, but well, now he's gone, so we don't even get that kind of, like... He never really even trained her in the last movie. He was right. just a jackass. Like, nothing, nothing Which that's is happened, not Luke. <gasps> nothing that's happened in this trilogy just seems to Matter. be of any kind of consequence. Like, uh, I don't know. And I really think they brought Palpatine back just so Ben can kill him to get redeemed. And like I said on Twitter, and I said after the first movie, 
I don't, so it's like we're doing that again too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no new ideas. Like I don't. He's putting the helmet back on because JJ's like, "What the hell? Why'd you have him be a little emo baby and you know, crash the hel- whatever he did with the helmet?" Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think Kylo is redeemable. I don't. I, at this point, like it was cool when they did it with Vader, because at the time it was unexpected and it was like. Like, holy crap, that's that's his son. Like, he came back around. This, it's like, well, I don't really... Nobody cares if he redeems himself. Like, wh- He still killed his dad. Nobody really cares about Kylo the way we cared about Mm-mm. Darth Vader. Like, I... Even if he redeems itself, I feel like you would hear, like, a pin drop in the theater. Like, nobody cares. I'm not invested in him as a it's, villain. It would be, like... Triple H getting killed by Brock Lesnar and waiting around for his like that never comes. Yep, that's. I feel like that's kind of how it'll be. It'll just be like, oh, okay, so he's good. I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Gosh, I really want to enjoy this movie, but I'm not. I'm glad I'm going into it with very low expectations. Exactly. Yeah. You know, my hype was through the roof for Batman versus Superman. It was through the roof for Last Jedi. Neither of those worked out for me. Justice League Two. All, I mean, Justice League also. Through the roof. That didn't work out either. There's a symbol of hope. (laughs) God. That's enough Star Wars talk. We did get a question from the viewers. Steve Appleton writes in and says, without getting into specifics, would you guys be so kind as to provide us with some insight regarding what industries you work in? Also, which game in the last few years has been the biggest disappointment for each of you? The past Um, how many years? A few years. Yeah, I got it. So we both work at the same company, um, medical device company. That's all I'll say. I work in IT. Sean's an engineer. That is correct. Quality engineer. Um, a high quality engineer. My job's pretty boring. I mean, mine is too. Okay. I'd we rather be doing this for a living. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Someday we will. Um, so yeah, that's what we do for a living, um, which is why we can't do as much on here as we want to, and we both have families and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the biggest disappointment. I should have gone back through my game of the year list to see what my disappointing games were. The one that jumps out to me, though, honestly, it's going back four years. It's Arkham Knight. Because hmm. that game I thought was going to be one of my favorite games of all time. And then the tank happened. Everything outside of the tank is great. Great story. Combat perfected. But there's like no real boss fights. You saw the twist coming from a mile away. If you know anything about Batman lore, he had a freaking red hood on for crying out loud. Essentially his helmet was a red hood. Hello. Um, and all the tank stuff was just, all the bosses were tank fights. There was platforming sections with the damn bat tank for crying out loud. Like if it would have just been get around the city in the bat mobile, that's really all we wanted when we said we wanted we wanted to drive the Batmobile. We didn't want to drive a Bat tank and have that shoehorned in like they did. So I really think that's the first one that jumps out to me. Um, Hitman 2 was a disappointment to me. I returned it. But I think Arkham Knight is the one that sticks out the most to me. So that's going back four years, but I think that's mine. What were you going to say? Mine, I think... Um... Dolphin's got another touchdown. Sweet. Um, is going back, God, is it three years or four? Three years, I think. Um, and I only say this, I can't think of another really disappointing game. 
but it's probably Final Fantasy 15. Wow. Which is weird because that was my game of the year that year. year. I mean, you were only like 10 hours in at that point. Right. It came out in December, or I got it in December. Came out the end of November, yeah. Um, And I think that was a pretty weak year. That was 2016. Yeah, it was Uncharted, which you didn't play. Yeah, so, I mean, it was my game of the year. And I did enjoy it in the beginning, even though it wasn't quite... It got a little repetitive in terms of, like, the combat, like, the gameplay and stuff. Yeah. Um, And I didn't hate it. But looking back, it's just not... It was okay. I don't know. And it's not that... It, it really wasn't that bad of a game, but... Final Fantasy, along with Zelda, has like a special place in my heart. And so hype levels were very high for that. And it's just, and that's kind of why I'm a little worried about Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Is I don't know that Final Fantasy, it just, I'm not a big fan of this new combat that they're trying to put into like Final Kingdom Fantasy. Kingdom Hearts games. style, kind of. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. To me, it doesn't really work. Or it works, but. Boss fights, you used to have to really, like, prepare and plan out your attacks and stuff. In these kind of games, it just seems like, well, bring a whole bunch of potions and just run up to them and just hold the attack button down and just... And whenever you get low on health, use a potion or cure or whatever. And it's just like... It just becomes like a button masher for, like, boss fights. I don't know. Um probably my most disappointing game over the last few years um it wasn't super disappointing but kind of what you said leads it it's kind of how i feel about metal gear solid 5 now it's still one of my top 10 games of all time i don't remember where i ranked it but again my hype has never been my hype for that was higher than batman versus superman less it was the most hyped thing entertainment wise in my life period so anything less than my favorite game ever was going to be a disappointment I still think it's like a 9.5 or a 10 out of 10, but it's it wasn't my favorite game of all time, so therefore it was a little bit disappointing. <laughs> so a 10 out of 10 was disappointing? because yes, I can recognize how <laughs> no, fantastic I, I, I get it. it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, top five. Okay, so Hitman 2 was the... I'm going back through all my notes. Um... Oh, and Street Fighter V was a disappointment also. Yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. So Street Fighter V is another one, but Arkham Knight, even more. I mean, Street Fighter V got good eventually. It's just the release of it was so botched. They didn't even have an arcade mode. It was so... It was clearly half-baked. It was clearly released too early. They were trying to hit their, their you know, their fiscal year or whatever. Um, but yeah, Arkham Knight, I would think, is my most disappointing game over the last few years. Thank you, Steve. Sean, mm, yes. what have you been playing this week? So, funny story. Okay. I randomly... I like funny stories. ...decided... Well... So I decided to just go back and play Cuphead again. Wow. Just out of the blue. Fresh save? Fresh save. However, that leads into my next thing. I didn't realize until now. And I mean, it's way, it's too late now. Can't unring a bell. Batman versus Superman. Um, I 
just really screwed up when I got this new switch because I did not back up my old one. You, d- I thought you did. Well, so I have everything that I bought, everything I downloaded and no, stuff. No, but, but you I don't have go, like save game files. Are you and stuff. serious? Because I just assume. Well, oh why wouldn't God. I keep those? I keep all my games. Why would that be any different? But nope. I thought I told you to back it up. Yeah, to you the probably cloud. did. Um, so you, your bre- Oh, I know where this is going. Well, no, it's not. Oh, okay. That did cross my mind, but I'm like, well, if I ever feel like. St- Playing Breath of the Wild again, I guess I will be starting fresh. I wonder if I can give you my save somehow. <laughs> um, but anyways, because oh. I went into Cuphead, and uh, I went to like, I'm trying to think of when I realized it, but I was trying to, because I wanted to go through. But wait, all your Mario Maker levels were there. No. Well, oh. yes. The ones that I uploaded are there because they're oh, uploaded. Oh, so you can download them. And I do not them. still have the okay. maker files. Gotcha. On, so, yeah. Okay. Um, so I've screwed up. Unless it's possible that I remembered to do that and I just forgot that I remembered to do it. And you if do I have go to do something manual. To, you go into like settings. No, I know. I just yeah. can't. I don't know. So it's possible I did that and forgot I did that. And now it's just waiting for me to do the other half yeah. of it manually. You know, so I guess I could check that. Maybe I'll. Because, see, I did all that. Maybe before I'll surprise I myself. I did all that before I left GameStop. Yeah, I didn't. Um, but anyways, start playing Cuphead again. I had these weird delusions of grandeur, I guess, that I would just get back into this game and just just whoop it. And I beat the first couple, I beat like the potato and carrot and mm-hmm. onion boss and the first platformer and maybe a second boss without dying. I'm like, yeah, here we go. And then it just got really hard again. Um, I'm currently at the end of the second world with a stupid dragon fight and it's as bad as I remember. So that's as far as I've gotten, but this game's amazing. Um, so I played that again. Uh, I've done some Gosh. Mario Maker. Um, but I think that's it. I've kind of just... I haven't touched Oceanhorn again. I was going to uh, ask. I probably will at some point, but I don't know. It's just, it's not grabbing me. Yeah. What have you been playing? Oh, so I played a little game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I said I wasn't going to do it. But I didn't really. I was just like, we we did the beta for the gun two v two gunfight. We sucked. We knew we were gonna suck. I was like, this game sucks. I don't want to do this. But I kept hearing so many good things about the campaign. I was like, and it went down to fifty bucks on Amazon right before it shipped. So I was like, okay, I feel like I and I had a gift card, so I don't care. Um, I played through the campaign. It is right. It, I think it doesn't track your time, but it felt like it was two nights of three hours each. So I feel like I was right at about six hours, maybe six and a half. Um, I died a lot. I played on regular. I died a lot. Um, this game is gorgeous. It is freaking beautiful. And I'm on a base PS4. I don't have a pro. It is absolutely beautiful. The cutscenes are like mind-blowingly... They're not at Red Dead's level for like photorealism. But man, they're close and the faces are so well animated and they're well acted. And it's it reminds me of why I used to really like Call of Duty games before they started going to space and future and all this other stuff. And I was just like, I, I just don't care anymore. Um, there is every once in a while I see stuff pop in. I'll see like a bush go blink out of nowhere. Again, I, I, yeah. I get, I'm on a base PS4. They're really making these games for PS4 pros and they just need to be able to run on a PS4. So I get it. Um 
all I've heard about was this is like a reimagining of modern warfare and it definitely is. And it's more realistic and it's more gritty and like they didn't undersell it to me at all. Like I really, this game was freaking intense for almost all of those six hours. It was so intense. And I don't know if it's because it does feel so real compared to all the absurdity of these Black Ops 4 didn't even have a single player. There's infinite warfare, advanced warfare. You're in mech suits and you're jumping all over the place and Kevin Spacey's there and Black Ops 3 was in the super future. It's just like for the last four or five years, I've just been like, I don't care. Like I got ghosts when I got my PS4 because there was really nothing else to play. And I played through that and I thought it was fine. Good campaign. I was decent at multiplayer on that. I was also six six years younger at that point. Um, Played through it, liked it. I don't remember what came next. I think it was Advanced Warfare was next. I started that campaign. I never finished it. I've got it sitting in the closet downstairs. I just never finished it. Really? Something else tickled my fancy. I never went back. Then after that was Black Ops 3. I played it for two days, and I was like, I don't like this. There was one part in the campaign I just couldn't get past. It was like, you're like in this water. You're going down a river or something, and then you come out in this wide open area, and there's this like building in the in the in the distance with like, it felt like 17 snipers or something. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I can't <laughs> like, I tried to run past them to get up to a checkpoint. I couldn't do anything. I was like, Nope. And I sold it and got 40 bucks for it. And just took the $20 hit as a loss. Um, infinite warfare didn't do anything for me because it was in space. And then they did, I can't remember what else was after that. Then there's black ops four. I might be missing one, but this was the first time really since ghost. Cause I had nothing else to play that I was like excited for a call of duty game. And it definitely lived up to it. Like Call of Duty is an action movie that you play through and that's what this is, but it's not, it didn't ever feel over the top, you know? Yeah. It did feel, there were, let me think, there were two or three moments where I was like, I actually did feel uncomfortable and there's a mission called Clean House where I think, I think that's the one where you're going through the townhouses and there's a moment there where I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Like Raymond. it wasn't like, it wasn't Raymond. It wasn't like modern warfare too. It wasn't like the no Russians thing. That was just, that was over the top. Like, okay, you're a bad guy and you're going to gun down these civilians in this airport. That felt wrong, but it was also so like over the top that it was like, this doesn't, this isn't even in today's climate, it's not realistic. Like that would never happen where you just yeah. storm into an airport and you slaughter hundreds of people. That'll never happen. But there were moments in this where I was like, this does feel like it could happen. And it did make me feel uneasy. And I was like, I, I almost need to take a break or something. Um, so when is this, is this like today? Like when is this taking the, place? October 25th, 2019. Oh, literally. Yes, literally the day it comes out, which was pretty cool. I think it goes up until November 2nd, I think is when it ends. So it's like over a week, I think. Okay. Um, But it's intense as hell from beginning to end. It really never lets up. Um, Part of this game, this isn't spoilers because they showed it in the trailers and stuff, but you're fighting alongside um, rebels in this Middle Eastern country um, to help them as they're being invaded by the Russian. Oh, and this game's getting reviewed by a Metacritic. Last time I checked, it was like an 86. It hadn't moved up or down. Um, but the user score was a 4.0 and I was like, that's weird. I really like this game. You go to the comments. It's a bunch of people speaking in Russian that are like, the mother Russia is not the bad guy. 
because the Russians are the bad guy. They're, they're the bad guy in everything. They're Russia's bad. Uh, yeah, like where have you been? Russia's bad. Shut up. <laughs> um, it, it's, never mind. But it's like it's getting review bombed by people in Russia. And also people are they're, they're like, I, I saw some of the other comments were like, it's feminist trash, blah, 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 because the rebel leader's a female. Like, oh. I'm sorry that you have women in your precious Call of Duty franchise. Grow up. Anyways, um, but it's cool to be fighting alongside them and everything. There's there's this one mission that I saw. Like I I played for like an hour Saturday while Liza was napping. Or no, yeah, Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember. It's not important. Yeah, Saturday because I beat it Saturday night. Um, it's a mission where you're in the U.S. Embassy. Is all I'll say. And. Or no, I had already gotten past that. I, I played through one mission that was a flashback thing that is so freaking talk about intense. This was another. This is like, oh, but I do want you to borrow this. That's why I put this here so I can remember to give it to you. You should play through the campaign. It is. Yeah. It is definitely worth your time. Yeah, I mean, six hours. Why yeah. Not? Um, but I saw Nick when I signed when I got out of the game, and it's like, oh, Nick Schiavone's playing Call of Duty. He's at the embassy mission. And I text him. I was like, good luck. He's like, yeah, I've died quite a few times. I'm like, I, I did too. That that was probably the hardest mission in the whole game because it's, I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, but it is just, there are so many freaking enemies. Um, the scripted moments and stuff in this, like Call of Duty always has, were really cool. Like again, nothing, I think the reason I like this is nothing felt over the top, but that's also why it made me feel so uneasy at times is it does feel very grounded and very realistic. Um and the ending was awesome. I'm not going to give it away. I won't. Don't hit the comments. Um, I'm not even going to get any hints into it. But the ending, and the ending is awesome. The ending is freaking awesome. Is all I'll say. Yeah. Um, really, my only complaint was uh, there. There were weird difficulty spikes. Like sometimes it'd be super easy, and then super difficult. And one mission would be super easy, and then all of a sudden you get towards the end of it, and then it's like. 50 bad guys and you got to hide and you got to be more tactical about it and everything. Um, but also Call of Duty's had the weird, they've always had the weirdest checkpoint systems. There's so many times where I would die in this. I probably died over a hundred times. I don't even know, but you reload so quickly. It's like, yeah, okay. I screwed up, whatever. But um, their checkpoints have always been so weird. Cause there's so many times where it's like, I hit a checkpoint and then like a second or two later, somebody shoots me and kills me. And you reload where you hit the checkpoint. So there's so many times where I was like, no, we're on the battle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, all right, that didn't work. So then you got to like realize like, okay, where am I getting shot from? How do I get away from this? Is there any way I can counterattack? Blah, 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 blah. Um, so that was annoying, but checkpoints have always been annoying in Call of Duty games. Overall, I think it's like a solid eight, five for me. Like I really, I really liked it. Hmm. Um, as far as first person shooter goes, and uh oh i just blanked oh i think it is my favorite campaign since black ops 1 black ops 1 i think is still my favorite because of how it ties into the 60s and the kennedy assassination and everything i thought it was just so cool and ryan mccaffrey was saying the same thing i was like okay i'm not crazy that's cool um but i liked it better than the original modern warfare i think which is might be sacrilege to some y'all um but especially since I just played Modern Warfare for the first time, which I thought was the second time, but it was actually the first time six months ago or in the last six months. I don't remember when it was PS Plus, but that was the first time I actually played through it all the way. I like this better. Like wow. Modern Warfare, everybody just remembers. 
there's two things you remembered, and they were super highs. But it was the the nuke going off, which was crazy at the time, still crazy now to see. But the only gameplay thing to me that really sticks out is the all gillied up mission, where you're in the the ghillie suits and you're it's so stealth oriented and you got to move so slow and tactically and it's so stressful. But nothing else sticks out to me. This game, it's kind of like when you talk about the the musicals and stuff, like. Uh, Hamilton's just up here the whole way. Yeah. It doesn't have like, which is modern warfare. The original modern warfare. Call of Duty 4 modern warfare. Call of Duty modern warfare 2019, whatever you want to call it, is just so solid all the way through. And one of the, one of the main characters. And so is it the same story or no? It's a reboot. Okay. It's it's not like modern war. It's not modern warfare. Modern warfare four. It's and also I think they're setting this up for a trilogy. I hope they are based on how it ends and stuff. I really hope they are because I like where they're going with it. Yeah, but it's 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 a reboot. Okay, like Price is in it, but he's the only returning character that's in it. Everybody else is new. Um, but Price is awesome in this. It was it felt so it was so cool to see him and to hear his voice. I don't know if it's the same voice actor. If it's not, he sounds exactly like him. But it was so cool to see him and to fight alongside him and everything. And um, I actually did like multiplayer. If you tuned into the stream last night, I don't know that anybody did. Um, I had fun. I, I mean, I t- I'm never going to be good at multiplayer. I know that at this point, I accept it. <laughs> right. But I was like, when I was doing that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do, I, I like how they do the multiplayer now. And I didn't try to, the, the spec ops yet. I'll do that when I get it back from you. Um, but those are like co-op mission-based things that like further the story a little bit, I guess. And they sound like they'd be fun. Um, even playing with randoms, I think it'd be fun. But I like how now, and again, I haven't really played a Call of Duty in a few years, so maybe this isn't new. But when you go to multiplayer, you can go quick play and it'll just put you in a match. Or you can go over and hit settings and you can say, well, I want you to sign me into one of these kinds of matches. And at first I had everything checked and I did that a couple times before I went online. I was like, no, I just like domination, which is basically capture the flag. There's three flags around the map and you got to go capture it. And then, you know, you try to get the others or you try to defend all that. I like that because that's not just running around killing people. I'm not good at running around and killing people, you know, but I can, I can rank up, I can get XP by... I'm pretty decent at taking flags, defending flags, finding a good spot to camp near the flag so that if it says, oh, they're taking Bravo, I can go, hi, guy, and I can go back to my little hiding spot, you know? That's that's what's fun to me. I'm not good at multiplayer games, so I want to do what's fun. And the fact that I was able to go up to level seven last night, I was like, okay, I at least feel good about myself. I got eight kills in the last round. I died 14 times, but still, eight kills for me, that was my most of the night. The first game I did... Before I started streaming, I got seven. I was like, well, no one's ever going to believe me. And then it was like <laughs> two, three, one. And some of the matches I joined in the middle of it, so I had like nothing either way. Um, but I really, I really like it. Yeah. So Interesting. If you're a fan of Call of Duty, you probably already played it, um, or you're just playing multiplayer. But I really like the campaign. I'm... I'm very happy with my decision to jump back into Call of Duty. Most years, I do not feel that way. Sean. Yes. Let me find my note here. Oh, let me get rid of that YouTube Raymond clips in case it starts playing. <laughs> you want to get in the news of the week? Let's do it. Whew. So, The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. 
let's read a note from Neil Druckmann himself. Posted to the PS blog. To our fans, let me cut to the chase and get the news out of the way. The Last of Us Part 2 has a new release date of May 29th, 2020, the day after my anniversary. I'm glad it's not on my anniversary. I know. It was just about a month ago when we had our big blowout for the game, letting media play over two hours of it along with debuting our new story trailer and revealing the release date. The positive response we saw from our community was overwhelming. You can feel the energy among the team members. After working on something for so many years, it's invigorating to get a glimpse of validation for all that hard work. However, it was during the last few weeks as we were closing out sections of the game that we realized we simply didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish we would call naughty dog quality. At this point, we were faced with two options, compromise parts of the game or get more time. We went with the latter, and this new release date allows us to finish everything to our level of satisfaction while also reducing stress on the team. While we're relieved that we won't have to compromise our vision, we're disappointed that we weren't able to avoid this exact situation. We wish we could have been, we wish we could have foreseen the amount of polish we needed, but the size and scope of this game got the better of us. We hate disappointing our fans, and for that, we are sorry. We hope you understand that this additional time ensures that The Last of Us Part Two lives up to our collective ambition as well as our commitment to the highest level of quality. We know the extra few months will add to may what already be an excruciating wait for all of us. We are grateful for your patience and continued support. Come next May, you will finally rejoin Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two. <clears throat> I like that they say it's going to... Basically, they're not going to have to crunch on this by getting that extra time. That's good. I don't want any devs killing themselves making a game. I've said that many times. This is so weird, though. Like, <clears throat> like he said. I mean, he said it in the letter. It was just a week. They ago. literally. I mean, just, not a week ago. A month ago. Yeah. It was literally. I think it was a month to the day that they did the tr- the the trailer and the release date and everything. It's like you had to know. I was going to say, yeah. What do you think about the delay? Uh, I'm not even all that surprised. I mean, this is pretty much par for the course. Um. I'd rather they delay it and get it right. Yeah. But <clears throat> when was it originally coming out? February 20th. And I got moved back. So How f- three months. A little bit over three months. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of time. Well, actually, honestly, it's probably for the best because... Now you don't have to scramble to finish it. Right. I can just... Is there anything else coming out in the beginning of the year? I think it's uh no. Not not that we know of right now. And I'll talk about that here in a second. So And it's like a week after Avengers, and I still don't even know if I'm gonna play that game. Right. I don't know. It doesn't really I don't I don't care. I'll have my hands full with Final Fantasy a week later anyway. So I mean a week later. Uh well. I mean I would have you know. A I'm week saying. and a half, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that surprised. Just get it right. Yeah. If you remember, the original Last of Us, like at the 11th hour, they delayed it two weeks. And they had it launched the week of E3, which everybody who's in the game industry was like, what the hell are you doing to us? You're seriously putting this out the week of E3. But they've said in interviews, like I've heard Colin say, like when he did his history of Naughty Dog and stuff, like they were very open that they needed those those two weeks were what made it a 10 out of 10. And some people say it's the best game ever made. Yeah. So make the game you need to make. Don't kill yourselves doing it. <coughs> Also, there's rumors that this means Ghosts of Tsushima was originally going to be coming out in the summer, but now that's going to be pushed because of this. They don't want them to be too close together. I'm indifferent because I don't really think I care about that game. Um, yeah, I'm not. 
I still, even though they say it's coming to PS4, now I'm almost like, I th- I think it's going to end up being a cross-gen thing. We still don't even know what that looks like because the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible. So you could just buy the PS4 version and play on PS5. Maybe it won't be enhanced or whatever. I don't know. But I feel like that's going to be a Twilight Princess release at this point. Maybe that's, we're not yeah. going to get Horizon after all. Maybe Kogosu Tsushima is going to be their big launch game plus Call of Duty and Madden and all that other stuff. Uh, it's certainly looking that way, yeah. Also, Ubisoft basically delayed all their games that they have coming out, including Gods and Monsters. Do you remember that? That's the Breath of the Wild looking one. In oh, Ancient yeah, Grace. yeah. I am so excited for that game. Gods and Monsters, Watch Dogs Legion, and Rainbow Six Quarantine have all been delayed to the fiscal year 2020 through 2021, which begins April 1st. So we don't have any new dates for them. But this also means now I can I can take my time with Final Fantasy now. So I don't have to be worried about, like, Watch Dogs comes out three days later. What the crap am I going to do? I can beat Final Fantasy, and by the time Watch Dogs comes out, I'm assuming it's probably just coming out. Oh, I don't want it to come out in May. I was going to say. It's what am I now saying? Interfere Maybe it'll come out like April 420 or something like God of War did, and give me a month to play it before, whatchamacallit, comes out, before Last of Us comes out. Um, Rainbow Six Quarantine, I forgot that was even coming out. Um, but Gods and Monsters, I'm still super, I want to see more of that game. That game interests the hell out of me, and I'm very excited for it. Also, apparently Ubisoft was extremely disappointed. They called the launch of Ghost Recon Breakpoint a disaster, I think I read. And Division 2 also underperformed. So them pushing these games is definitely not something they wanted to do. They want that money before their fiscal year ends, but apparently they would not be able to get it. Next item on the list, Sean. Do you think Fallout 76 can get any worse than it already is and was? Uh... Is no, was yes. Ah, yeah. This comes from Den of Geek. We've stopped laughing long enough to bring you the news that Bethesda is now offering a monthly or yearly subscription plan for Fallout 76. And I'm going to read this word for word, and this is why the article I picked to read this from, because it makes me very happy. For either $12.99 a month, (laughs) or $99 a year, (laughs) <laughs> you can access a premium Fallout 76 Fallout 76 subscription plan known as Fallout First. What do you get for that tidy sum? Well, the big hook of this subscription plan seems to be the ability to create private in-game servers. You and up to seven friends will be able to access this private world, and only the server's host will be required to have a Fallout First subscription. That's nice and all, but most of the other features you get with this pass feels like things that should have been in the game in the first place. For instance, Fallout First will give subscribers access to a portable fast travel point that doubles as a camp equipped with facilities designed to meet basic needs. You'll also be granted a scrap box that allows for unlimited scrap storage, a monthly stipend of 1650 atoms, that's their money, a ranger armor outfit, and special icons and emotes. To be honest, it's actually pretty difficult to cover this one with a straight face. Given the many, many, many missteps Fallout 76 has endured until this point, which includes everything from exaggerated collector's edition swag to an array of glitches and missing features. The idea that Bethesda feels that now is the time to charge the relatively few people who are still actually playing this game a monthly subscription fee in order to access some of the fans' most requested features is simply shocking. Bethesda is basically saying that Fallout 76 is worth more than Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, or is roughly equivalent to a subscription to World of Warcraft or Netflix. That just doesn't feel accurate. Oh, and it's also worth reminding everyone that Fallout 76 is not a free-to-play game. What makes this all the more embarrassing is that The Outer Worlds is set to release soon. It just came out. 
And that game is not only arguably a better successor to Fallout New Vegas than Fallout 4 was, but it's closer to the game that most fans wanted Bethesda to make when they instead received Fallout 76. This game has been a freaking mess. I hate Fallout, just the idea of it. So I'm I'm not glad because people paid 60 bucks for this game and they got a crappy game. And now it's like, oh, you want to do all this cool stuff you used to be able to do on other Fallout games for free? Play it on your PC and make your private servers. And do and one thing somebody else was saying, this probably locks mods. So if you want to do mods now, you have to have a private server because they're not going to let you do mods in a shared world game where other people can go in and you're like spawning a Metal Gear or something, you know? Mm. Like So you can only do it on private servers. So now if you want to do mods, you got to pay 100 bucks a year. And like Jason Schreier pointed out, you can get Game Pass, and I, I don't know if it's PS Plus also, but that has... I think Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 4 on there for 10 bucks a month. So two better Fallout games, or maybe it's three in New Vegas, whatever it is. Two better Fallout games than this for the same amount of money or less money. Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, also, a week after Bethesda delayed Doom till next year. So it's almost like Justin Davis was staying on, saying on GameScoop, it's like he didn't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but it's almost like they were like, well, we're not going to have money coming in from Doom now. Um, can we milk Fallout 76? Well, we've got, I don't know, 20, 50,000 people that are playing it actively. Well, if they all spend a hundred bucks a year, that's $5 million before the quarter ends. Let's do that. <laughs> I I could see it. I could see it. Bethesda is so screwed up right now. It seems like nobody liked the Wolfenstein game that came out this year or the one that came out like Wolfenstein two was not as good as one or the new blood. Um, doom's delayed. Fallout 76 came out last year and it was a joke. Now they're making it even more of a joke. I don't even know. This just, this blows my mind, Sean. Yeah, I mean, obviously never having played Fallout, Fallout 76 anyway, like, I can't speak to how good or bad, mostly bad, it is. But I can understand sometimes you have a bad game. But how do you, like... To just blatantly double down on it like that and say, well, like you said, leaning into this, like, how do we make it worse? Like, how does some of the stuff get off the cutting room floor? Like, who who comes up with this stuff? Who approves it? Like, I don't know. I'm actually quite speechless. Like, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, you would think... They botched the launch so bad. Nobody was even excited when they revealed this thing. Everybody's like, what the hell is this? We wanted Fallout 5. We don't want some shared world stupid Fallout game. We want an actual Fallout game. And then when it comes out and it sucks and it's even buggier than every other Fallout game, instead of like making good on... And they delayed one of their DLCs also. I don't remember which it was. If it was, It's not the NPC one. It might have been the Battle Royale thing or something. They delayed that, but it's like... For people that have actually given you 60 bucks for this game because it did sell well, which blows my mind... You should be putting this kind of stuff in there for free, not trying to milk them for even more money. These people actually gave you money for your crappy broken game, and you're trying to take more money from them. I mean, I know it's capitalism or whatever, but it's like, man, they they should have either put this stuff in for free or just cut bait and say, we're going to keep the servers open, but, you know, we're going to try to fix fix the bugs and stuff, but we're not adding any more content to the game. Yeah. The Xbox All Access Pack is coming back. Wow. 
This November. This comes from The Verge. Microsoft is bringing its Xbox All Access bundle back just in time for the holiday season. Xbox All Access is a bundle that splits the cost of an Xbox console, Xbox Game Pass, and Xbox Live into monthly payments across 24 months. I love this idea. Yeah. If, if they do this for PS5, this might be what I have to do. Microsoft will bundle an Xbox One X, Xbox One S, or digital edition of the Xbox One S with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate from $19.99 a month. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate provides access to games across Xbox and PC and Xbox Live Gold multiplayer support. The $20 base bundle will include an Xbox One S with 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and the option to upgrade early after 18 months. A regular Xbox One S. Oh, they didn't even... A digital. Okay. I, I was waiting for them to say S all digital so I could say sad. So the Xbox sad is 20 a month. The regular Xbox One S is 23 per month. And the Xbox One X is 31 per month. Microsoft is also introducing a special upgrade offer for the Xbox One X bundle with the ability to upgrade a Project Scarlet in just 12 months time. The console is launching in holiday 2020, and Microsoft is maintaining this upgrade offer until December 31st, 2019. You'll simply trade in your Xbox One X next year with the same retailer you purchased the all-access bundle from. If you opt for a One S digital bundle, then a fee will apply for the upgrade to Project Scarlet, but this looks like a good deal otherwise. If you consider that the Xbox One X currently retails for 400 bucks and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is 15 per month, the total cost over two years would be $758.76. If you pay Microsoft $31 per month over two years, then the total cost is $743.76. So you can save a little, spread the payments, and get access to a Project Scarlet upgrade. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a good idea. I mean, I guess it's a good way to try to get more sales of your current console than you probably otherwise would have had. Because... I don't think anybody's just going to go outright and buy a new Xbox at this point. I mean, at least if you do it this way, you know you're getting it just to play it for a little bit and trade it back in. <clears throat> it's like doing AT&T Next or whatever. For exactly, now. yeah. I kind of I kind of like it. Like you said, if they do it for PS5, I'd probably do it. I like it. It's I Honestly, I didn't know this ever went away. Like, I didn't know this was just a holiday thing that they did. I, I thought they still had this available. Now, the only thing I'm confused about is maybe they do, but now they're changing it to have you be able to upgrade to Project Scarlet. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a great deal. If you want, like, if you haven't bought an Xbox yet, and now you're, like, on the fence, and you don't want to wait a year to play all these games, it's not a bad deal. Yeah. Again, Xbox, everything since the launch, they've been doing very well other than exclusives. But, Yeah. And the last item on the list, this is a rumor, but supposedly the game that WB Montreal has been working on and they keep teasing without showing anything is called Batman Arkham Legacy. This comes from one of my favorite sites, batmannews.com. And yes, that's a real website. Having been teased for what seems like ages at this point, details of the next Batman game may finally be coming into focus. WB Montreal has been teasing for some time now that is working on a new Batman game. Now, thanks to a well-known gaming industry leaker named Sabby, it seems we may have a title, Batman Arkham Legacy. Sabby tweeted, Arkham Legacy? Question, question. Big eyes, big eyes. Sabby then went on to reveal that the Bat family will be playable, tweeting, The stuff about the playable family seems to be legit. 
We would note the Bat family is rather large at this point. We're imagining it will be characters such as Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, and so on. The further you get out, further you get out from the core, we would start to think they will not be included. Of course, in the age of downloadable add-ons, you never know who might pop up down the road. The Court of Owls has also been teased extensively as a possible villain for Arkham Legacy, and that, of course, would mean talents. Except a lot of people except expect a lot of really difficult fights if that's the case. All of this has to be taken with a grain of salt, but as we said, Sabby currently has a good track record. No potential release date has been rumored as of yet, but seeing how long we've been without a Batman game, we're definitely ready for a new one to be released. Arkham Knight was the last game in the series, disappointing, and then and that was released back in 2015. Seeing as the games came out a pay, at a pace of one every two years back then, this current wait has been a bit much. What do you think, Sean? I'm I'm almost sick of hearing about this, but this is the first time that I'm like, like clearly WB Montreal is working on a Batman game. Yeah, they have to be. Arkham Legacy is a cool name. I for one loved Arkham Origins, not as good as the the first two um, Rocksteady Batman games, you know, Asylum and City, but I think it was better than Night. So I don't know. The the one thing I wonder is, do you think this is a PS4 game or is this a PS5 game? Or you think it's not even happening? Also, I think it's, I think it's happening. Um, I mean, I don't really know Sabby personally, no, but it sounds like he's a pretty well-respected, well-respected uh, leaker. I mean, it sounds legit. I don't know. Um, do I think it's a PS4 game? I think it probably shouldn't be i don't think anything should be at this point yeah <laughs> i feel like once you've got i mean something like the last well i mean i guess this would fall into that category as well but we have something like last of us part two that's been being worked on for god knows how long yeah go ahead and get it out i mean that's what i mean the first one came out in the three and then they re-released it on the four yeah. i mean that's where i finally played it me too so whatever I think they should just wait for PS5. Yeah. The only thing I wonder is W Montreal's last game was Origins, and that was 2013 for crying out loud. Same year wow. Last yeah. of Us came out. And now the beginning of the year is wide open. But it's also almost November. <laughs> I was going to say. And they haven't said anything. They got to get people to pre-order and put special editions out and all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, we've been hearing about The Last of Us Part Two since 2016. It was PSX wow. 2016. Yeah, that's yeah. how long we've been waiting for that game. I don't know. I, I would like it to be a PS4 game just so I could get my hands on it quicker, but heck, that would be a pretty good launch game for PS5. Yeah, that would be perfect. To get a, a nice Batman game you can sink 20, 30 hours into without a Batmobile, hopefully, and you can switch between Batman and Nightwing and Robin and stuff. That would be awesome. That would be pretty And then sweet. you don't have to deal with the ending of Arkham Knight because it can be it can be another prequel that they do. It's true. Although Legacy makes it seem like it wouldn't be a prequel, actually. No, nah, it'd be like the future. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to get him to come out of retirement after he faked his death or something. We don't know that he faked it. Well, he, he faked his death. I'm not <laughs> sure he faked his death. And now the wrap-up. Call of Juarez. Gunslinger is coming to the Switch on December 10th. That's a game I've always heard about but never played. People are excited. Sony London is supposedly working on something VR related for Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't even know what that could be because you don't ever play in first person. 
Yeah, unless it's going to be like fishing. <laughs> well, I was going to say uh, Aloy's crossbow training or something You're like right. that. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't really care if it's true or not because it's, it's, if it is Sony London, that means Gorilla's not dealing with it, so they're working on Horizon 2. So I really don't care either way, I guess is, is my thoughts on it. And this broke today. I don't know why this is news. Death Stranding is coming to PC summer of 2020. It will be published by 505 Games, not by Sony. I don't know why everybody was freaking out about this. Literally, literally, Kojima's first interview after he did that video with Andy House back at the end of 2015 when he announced, I'm done with Konami. I mean, we all knew that, but... I'm forming my own company. It's Kojima Productions, and my first game will be coming to PlayStation 4 as a console exclusive. He literally then said it will be coming to PC sometime after. We've we've <laughs> known about this for four years, and everybody's like, "What? PlayStation PlayStation exclusive is coming to PC?" Like, obviously, you don't all worship Kojima like I do, so maybe not everybody remembers that. I think IGN even tweeted that they were like, "Uh, it was something like." Yet we all forgot that we already knew that Death Stranding was going to be coming to PC. Right. Like yeah. before we even knew his game was called Death Stranding, he said it was going to be a PlayStation exclusive, but it would eventually come to PC. He literally said that. So I don't know why it's such a big deal. But he got PC. There you go. You don't have to deal with streaming PlayStation now to play it. Well, it, it, it wouldn't even be on there yet. So anyways, that's it for episode 156. Thank you guys. So much for being here. Uh, obviously, you can find us at nerd901.com where they're connecting nerds around the Mid-South and the multiverse. Remember, Extra Life is coming November 9th. I don't think I even said the date up at the top. You may not have. November 9th, twitch.tv slash nerd901. Be there or be square. Uh, also, check out Ernie the Blur Without Fear. Of course, he continues to do fantastic work over there. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He's at RealSeanWhite. Together, we're at two-player underscore. <laughs> Did we switch back to what we normally yep. do? Co-op. Co-op. Um, hey, the Knicks won a game. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op. If you want to see us do really bad Call of Duty multiplayer every once in a while, you can go to twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. And if you're listening on audio services around the multiverse, like Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, you can go to YouTube. Please, I'm trying to go out of <laughs> order. Bidee, bidee, I screwed it up. Also, go to YouTube.com slash two-player-co-op and just subscribe over there. It helps us out, even if you never watch videos. Also, we have a Facebook page that we're going to try to start updating at Facebook.com slash two-player-co-op gaming. This was a good one. Didn't run too long. We kept it right in an hour. That's not bad. I thought it was going to be really like a long. Lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is the last <laughs> Jedi podcast. That's it for this week. Come on back for next week. Get hyped for Extra Life. But until that time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing.